welcome to Unapologetic. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have Flex and Preston here with me, as always. Yo, 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 yo. Man, hey, Chloe Bailey. Do you know who Chloe Bailey is? No, I don't. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh my God, Mona. Chloe <laughs> Bailey had the best VMA performance at the VMAs. Oh, okay, Chloe I Bailey. Didn't watch that. It's a problem. So, you guys, if you can't tell, I'm a huge Chloe Bailey stan. I think mm-hmm. she's absolutely amazing. She is a part of the Beyonce um, prodigy. She's a, a prodigy of Beyonce. She's a part of her record label. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce discovered her and her sister. Ooh. And now her sister is going to be the new Little Mermaid. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that. <laughs> oh my god! Where do you Mama. learn about this stuff? I need to. Maybe I need to watch more TV. Do you learn it from no, TV? No. Wait, I where do you learn Instagram? This? Oh, I'm just not on the right Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. You. I learned all of my news from Instagram. I don't know what a real news outlet is. <laughs> ABC News, Fox News, I don't know what any of that is, but I can tell you what an Instagram news is, question mark. But anywho, (laughs) (laughs) Chloe Bailey is the best, and I am willing to fight. That's all. I'm not the right person to fight with, (laughs) because I don't even know what's going on. Maybe you could fight with me about that. Um, But, you know, I think, okay... So I only really kept, caught like Met Gala outfits uh, again through Instagram. So I guess that's mm-hmm. also where I get my news, but I did not get any of those other news. So I'm doing something wrong. Um, but I know oh, a lot you're of people. Something right. <laughs> or maybe I don't know, but I know a lot of people hated Kim Kardashian's like look, but I actually really liked. It. I hate. We, we can talk about this one day. I know we have differing opinions on this, but I don't like Kim Kardashian, but I loved that look. I really did. Um, and that's all I have to say about pop culture. Hmm. I love Kim Kardashian and I <laughs> love that look. So okay. <laughs> we're pretty good. We're, you know, we're all right. <laughs> we got I one thing. Did a great job. Yeah, I did too. I was just like, I, I really loved every like I think she just always comes in with a shock factor and I think she does it well especially at the Met Gala um I've, I think there's like hasn't been a look well <clears throat> I should say like her more recent looks I really I really liked even though I disagree with some of the messaging surrounding it but anyway yeah um I think the Met Gala overall was underwhelming um I don't know if it was the theme because I honestly and truly, I don't even know what the fucking theme was. I know it was about America. It was like Americana or this is America. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the girls came in like denim because, you know, that's a very American fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Kardashian was like, oh, I came in T-shirt material, which is... Um, you know, nothing is more American than t-shirt, the the t-shirt. I know. I mean, I wear t-shirts every day and I'm American. 
<laughs> and so, oh, here it is. It's like, um, in America, a lexicon of fashion was the theme. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what the fuck does that even mean? Is my question. It's just general. I mean, if everyone shows up as themselves, they fit the theme, I guess. Right. Like, it's what like red <laughs> white and blue like what are you supposed to come on come in when you're so i didn't understand a lot of the um a lot of the fashion choices but kim i thought did a very good job um you know billy eilish looked beautiful i think she was going for that old hollywood glamour mm-hmm. which i guess is american in itself because it has american roots um, but honestly and truly, I can't remember anybody else. I know Rihanna came and she looked like a bed spread, which I agree. You know, and I feel like normally she's the person who comes in and has like, she's like on theme. Um, right. And so, so I yeah. wonder, I think a lot of the people just chose to. <laughs> Um, wear American designers, mm-hmm. which I guess is on brand, you know, is on theme. Um, but yeah, I ugh, I have no idea, honestly and truly. <laughs> Lil Nas yeah. X was really entertaining. He had three outfits, right? Again, I just caught this from Instagram. Yeah, he had like three. And I mean, I guess he looked like you know, a conquer like a conqueror type of thing. I don't know what he was going for. Maybe it was like a, you know, Columbus Christopher Columbus type of esque inspired type of outfit. I don't know. Some of the more edgy girls I saw photos where people like someone dressed up as like an indie, a Native American. Um, mm. Yes, but I, they were like wait. bleeding. There was oh. covered in blood. I did see that. <laughs> so I don't even know if this is a real thing, but like I saw it and I was like, now that is what I call American. Like if we're going to be, if we're going to keep it a buck, if we're going to keep it a buck, mm-hmm. someone should have came with, you know, chains um, around their neck, around their ankles, wrists to, to symbolize slavery and the Atlantic slave trade um homeboy with the native american um uh, alluding to the the carnage that um was created from the settlers coming over and killing um all of the native american um population i mean i think that's the kind of america i want to discuss mm-hmm. you know a t-shirt yeah. is cute i i agree and I kind of wonder why that wasn't an option, like a, a choice for more people, um, like in terms of costume, not in terms of ancestry, <laughs> but. Right. Um, I, I, I feel like maybe, you know, Anna Wintour was like, look, bitch, don't come up in here with, <laughs> with all that slavery shit. Okay. <sighs> We're supposed to be having fun. It's like that whole thing. I think was you well, I think we talked about this briefly in like 
one of our earlier episodes about how like even by like not being part of fashion or like whatever you're still like part of it this go oh this goes back to devil's where Pro- devil wears Prada, oh, right yeah yeah mm-hmm. um which is really deep but i digress um yeah i mean oh i do also have to say sophia rowe she's like a, she's a chef uh i thought she was beautiful she's the only person i reposted i think she looked uh, her like makeup was just so beautiful she has such a beautiful face like this really amazing haircut i really loved her look um mm. sophia so. rowe how is yeah. she famous She's just, she's a content creator. She creates food. I think she has like a TV show, which I don't really, I haven't watched it. I only, I only follow her, um, her Instagram account, but she has a, a show that is up for an award, but I don't remember what award, but it was oh, I do remember deal. this girl. I remember you posting her. I thought this was, um, what's that girl? Um, crap. Zoe <laughs> Kravis. Oh, really? So a lot of people mistaken her for being someone else, too. I can't remember the name of who they thought she was because I am not up with the times, but um, I'm sure I yeah, can find it. She kind of gives me like Zoe Kravis, um, Yara Shahidi. That's who it was. Everyone thought oh. it was her, y- Yara Shahidi, and then Shahidi. Um, mm. But yeah, I just... I just think she she's like beautiful in general, um, but just everything about her look, like I just thought her cheekbones were popping in this look, and yeah, she was just beautiful. Um, yeah, she looks. And really also, good. I think I always like like to root for like she's not an underdog by chance, but she's not like also this giant celebrity that's like famous like everyone else who's there. Right. Um, right. You know, and she lives a low key life. She and her partner they're super cute. And she cooks food. Like, that's all she talks about. And I appreciate Mm. that. So. Okay. So that was, like, one of the only ones that I, like, had to give extra attention to. um, Besides Kim Kardashian. Okay. Well, how are you? How am I? I am. I am good. I'm overwhelmed. I feel absent-minded and I am also just excited about everything that I have going on, but I've also lost sleep over it. So maybe that's, that's a sign. That's a sign they need to take a step back. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's how I'm doing. It's, I can't complain. I really like, I really am excited about everything that I'm doing. Um, And my sister's coming to visit me this weekend. So Exciting. I'm excited to see her. And yeah, I'm excited to show her Philly and things like that too. But she's also going to be studying. She's a med student. So she's going to be like, not as much fun as I want her to be, but that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I have good things going. I can't really complain about my life right now. I, and I am getting sleep. It's not like I'm sleep deprived. I'm still getting like six or seven hours of sleep a night. Um, but I just wish my anxiety wasn't waking me up every day. Mm. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Yeah. 
I feel like it's hard to turn off your anxiety regardless. So if you have a lot on your plate, I'm sure it just intensifies. Yeah, but I do it to myself. Like we were talking about this. I need to learn how to say no. I struggle with that because I'm an opportunist and I just, I need to say no. I'm going to start saying no. Yeah. Starting it's okay. today. Say no. Say no. <laughs> yeah, no. Totally okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess to pivot, we wanted to talk about uh, like dating stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll start. And this is like a really cliche question, but what is the worst date you've been on? I was literally going to ask you the same question. Oh, okay. And um, I think that's a great place to start because, (laughs) you know, I'm a lover of people. Um, What I have identified about myself over the years is that, yes, I may be gay gay, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all love. And I like... um, you know, spirits and people and their energy, right? So I've dated um, both women and men. Um, And my worst date happens to be from a man because men ain't shit regardless, okay? Don't ever forget that. Um, Don't ever in your life forget that. Um, But actually put that on my tombstone, Mona. Make sure you're there so you can tell them to put men ain't shit. Let's go dark real quick. Like. No, just kidding. Absolutely. It's <laughs> I'll make sure it's like glittery and there'll be some ode to like nail polish on there. And then, and then I'll put that on there too. And then men ain't shit. Put that. Okay. You can put it in Latin. So that, okay. therefore it will sound a bit fancier. People will be like looking it up. Like, what does this mean? Oh, what's the- what is this? That's oh, okay. deep. Patrullian, <laughs> you know, whatever the heck it would be. And, like, and it translates to mid a shit. So, okay, my worst date. Um, so this was more of a hookup situation than a date, because we did not go on a date, and I did not follow up with this um, Negro. Um, but... I don't even know. So, of course, we met a lot. Like, I meet most of my um, male suitors. And, um, like, I meet most of my male suitors. And what did we do? And he was like, oh, can I come over to your apartment? And this is before Tyler, of course. And this is when I was out here hoeing in these streets. And um, he was like, um... Can I come over? And this was late in the evening. And I was like, sure, you can come. And he came. Now, mind you, I had no photo of him. I was just, like, entertaining him. And I was feeling, you know, a bit hot and heavy. So I was like, yeah, you can come over. Because I thought, you know, we might do something. So he came over. And, bruh, he came after work so he was not the freshest Mm -hmm. um his scent was very mm, pungent and um 
I don't know. And he just wasn't what I thought he was going to be. Um, he was very like sloppy looking and, oh, excuse me. And again, he just got, came from work. So I was like, why would you tell me that you needed to run home and like shower or do something versus you coming home from work? But he was already there. So I didn't want to just tell him to go. So I was like, all right, you can come up. <laughs> so he came up and we had like a little small talk or whatever. And I remember being very, I guess, dominant in that interaction. I was like, hey, like, lay down type of shit. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed. And I was oh, like, you lay shouldn't. down. And so you I remember like, wow. So I remember us making out. And again, it was like, I just couldn't get with it because he just did not smell well. Like he, his, he like just smelled like work, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and his breath wasn't that great. He was very nice. He was very sweet. Um, and I just remember at the end, we like cuddled and I was like the big spoon and he was a small spoon or a little spoon. And he was like, yeah, you know, because he was a larger, he was a taller guy. He was taller than me, a larger guy in general. And he was like, yeah, you know, nobody ever lets me be the little spoon. Oh, um, you know, it's the first time I could just, you know, be the Aww. little spoon. That's kind of heartbreaking. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but he's, but that's fine. Like, you know, I like to, you know, I play both roles. You know what I'm saying? All right. right. So it's cool. Um, but I don't know. I just was not feeling the, the spark and the connection. And so he like left that night and he kept texting me and he wanted to take me out on a date date. And I was like, I just... I don't want it. Like, I just can't do it. But at that point, I wasn't as blunt as I am today. And so he, so I just told him, I was like, bro, like, so he had wanted to take me out, we'll say like the next day. And I was like, oh, I left my wallet at a restaurant and I have to go get it. Like, I'm so stressed out. So I lied to him and told him that I had to go get a, my wallet, which is why I couldn't go on the date. Mm-hmm. And then I never followed back up with him dang so I ghosted him <laughs> the ghost I ghosted the hell out of him and I just was not feeling it like it just I don't know I just I, just, I couldn't How and then he had about, oh go oh, ahead go no. for it no you go ahead and then he had uh, what and then he just had like this um he just refused to like pull out his penis and that bothered you? Kind of. It's not like I was, <laughs> it's, it's not like I was about to like sit there and like, oh, give me that, you know, give me that dick. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't about to like do anything crazy with it. But it's just the fact that like you come over for what was seemingly a hookup mm-hmm. and not, not be confident in yourself enough to you know, at least yeah. 
be open to the experience. Right. Well, definitely. And I think also confidence is like one of those things that is, can be a deal breaker for a lot of non-narcissistic people. <laughs> right. Um, you know, cause yeah, I, I think when people are insecure, that is also one of my biggest turnoffs. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. um, you know, you keep, you kept talking about like how he smelled and stuff. And I, have you seen those commercials for like Lumi deodorant? You probably have it. Maybe you have, I don't know. I don't know what your Instagram algorithm tells you, but Mm-mm. I just keep thinking about the ads for that because it's supposed to be like this deodorant that helps like solve body odor, not sponsored by the way, but if you hear this, you should reach out and pay us. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I'll afford it to homeboy because he needed it, honey. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like on one hand, I always think back and I'm like, oh, he was very nice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to ghost him. Like I didn't have to, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, if there's no spark, then there's no spark. Mm-hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter how nice he is. So, you know. Yeah, definitely. And like, I don't know, the spark thing. I agree. I feel like there has to be some type of initial chemistry. But then I also think about my parents and maybe there was a spark. I don't know. It's not like I've never ever talked to them about it. But like they had an arranged marriage. They had one date and my mom had two of her sisters present, I think, <laughs> for the date oh. with my dad. She's weak. <laughs> and, you know, like they have a really good marriage and it works out and they both definitely love each other. And like they're each other's like best friends. Um, but maybe that was learned over time. I don't know. It's not like they weren't forced into their marriage either. They had to say, so maybe there was a spark. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I need to talk to them. Well, no, actually, I don't want to revisit that conversation. Yeah. I thought mm, so. I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, Mona. Are you saying you want an arranged marriage? <laughs> oh, my mom is trying to set me up. Actually, I am not opposed to that, though. Like, I... Well, I guess that's a complicated answer, right? Because I have been going on dates, but... uh I would not be opposed to being set up because sometimes it's just a lot of work. Absolutely. I feel like if you're set up, but you still have the freedom to say yay or nay, Mm -hmm. I think then that's just like a regular, you know, regular, regular blind date situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think maybe what, how, why it worked was because both your parents probably went into it with the same thought process of having this arrangement set up. And so they both went into it, both of them went into it blind Mm -hmm. and they probably both made a decision to like, you know, throw themselves into the experience and see Mm -hmm. where it can actually go. Yeah. And I think also like... (laughs) I mean, I've talked, I, well, <laughs> this is getting deep, but I mean, so like when I was at, in Texas, actually, my mom like was really set on me, you know, finding this person, whoever they were. And, you know, we were on these like dating sites and I let her have control over it too. So she could like, you know, again, find me people that like, I could just start talking to whatever. And again, none of it was arranged. It was all like, it would be a blind, blind setup essentially. But I also just realized that her, um, 
values for what she wanted uh, me to have in a relationship were just very superficial. Like she wanted someone who was, you know, educated, someone who was Assamese. Um, mm. And like for her, if someone's Assamese, they're automatically a good person. Like they're the best, but that's not how it works. Um, so, you know, she would just like set, I don't know, she would just have these like criteria or like, it, it was also like, if I ever mentioned a guy, she's like, oh, like, is that guy single? Like, why aren't you interested in him? And I would have to sit here and like fight with her and be like, no, that person's like emotionally Im- immature. Like we're just friends. Like I could never be mm-hmm. with them long-term. And like, oh, it was, it was so exhausting, but like, she's just like, oh yeah. Like they're cute. Like, that's okay. Like they're educated. They're asking me is like they're a win. Um, right. And like, I think she also like both, both my parents, they lucked out with each other because um, again, both of them are highly educated. They come from like really strong legacies of families and things like that. And like um, both Assamese, I think they just like aligned in a lot of values uh, and they're both like very much committed to like family life. So yeah, right. you know, so it, it just worked out for them, but my mom and me are not on the same page when it comes to who I should be dating. I mean, who is dateable? Um, mm. but <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so tell us about your worst date. Oh my gosh. Um, give all the details. I told my worst date story on Instagram actually one day, but I will tell it again. Um, so I, this was like a date that I met on like one of the apps. I don't remember which one, but he was, he was cute on the apps. And so I agreed to go on the date with him. We meet up at this, like, I think it was a Chinese restaurant and this person was from Brazil. They didn't look mm. as attractive as they did in their pictures. I don't know what was different. It's not like they like Photoshopped it, but they just, they looked like kind of like they could have been siblings Um, but not the same person. uh Um, and, but whatever, I was just like being good natured about it. And I, you know, wasn't like, you lied to me and ran out. I just like sat through, through dinner. And this person was like, I just think we had different senses of humor or I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but like every, like maybe three minutes into our, in our date, he would make some snide comment about me being Indian and how like, Brazil was better like essentially like that's what he would say every three uh three four like minutes and it was Mm -hmm. just like like one time is funny two times is funny three times it's not so funny anymore the 10th time like can you stop um and so (laughs) he yeah so he like you know, we're having dinner and all of a sudden, like he sees his friend. So he invites his friends over to sit at our table, which is whatever. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to invite my best girlfriend, Janelle. <laughs> I don't even know if Janelle listens to the podcast, but like Janelle is a real friend. Like she's one of the truest friends I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but she comes and she, she like is, you know, in the dorms uh, on campus and she leaves her dorms to come hang out with me at this place and we're both just sitting there because like he's he's like talking to his friends he's like completely ignoring me 
um, like not even trying to talk to me. And I'm like sitting here with Janelle and we're both getting super bored. And um, this was during the time in my life where like I used to party a lot. Like I'd be out at the bars, you know, four or five times a week, blacked out drunk. Mm-hmm. It was really bad. But anyway, and Janelle was my, she was my partner in crime. Like <laughs> uh, one day we might have to bring her on so she can spill all the tea on all the shit that I, I've done. Come on, um, Janelle. I'm so excited. But, <laughs> but um, she, yeah, so we're, we're getting like just really bored and I can't remember who said it. I think I'm pretty sure it was Janelle, but she was like, do you want to go to this bar called Iguanas? Iguanas, if you're listening, please sponsor us. Um, Iguanas was the, the bar scene in Lincoln was amazing. Like Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I don't know if it's changed now, but I had the best times in, in, on this, like one street of bars. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one gay bar too. That was like also so fun. The queue. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> we're, we like decided that we're just going to go across the street to Iguana's and like the guy that I'm on the date with is like, okay, yeah, we'll come too. And he brings all of his friends over to Iguana's with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So then again, like me and Janelle are like kind of bored. We're like sitting there trying to be polite. And at some point Janelle just looks at me and she's like, do you just want to like ditch? And I was like, yeah, let's. And so we literally like got up from our, our little booth and we ran out of the bar, both of us. And like, as, as soon as we got outside, I realized, <laughs> I realized I left my coat in the booth of course I did and then Janelle being the best girlfriend that like you know a girl could have she's like you know what I'm just going to tell them that you're sick I'm going to go get your coat and like you go to Sandy's which was another bar really good fish bowls oh my gosh I missed that place or was it Sandy's I think it was Sandy's but um it was a place with the fish bowls people in Omaha in Lincoln you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. um and so we, so I head over there and then I'm like walking and I'm kind of, it's like packed. So I'm kind of like trying to hide. And then one of my other guy friends finds me, like he, he was just at the bar and this person kind of had a crush on me. Like he, um, I like, he confessed his feelings later. Oh my gosh. That was another terrible dating story. But anyway, he confessed mm. his feelings. Um, and, <laughs> and then like, Janelle shows up and like I'm getting calls from the guy that I was on the date with and I Janelle told them that I had just gotten really sick and I had to go home and he was Mm -hmm. like calling and he like wanted to make sure I was okay I was like wow like Prince Charming suddenly arrived Um, Uh, too late (laughs) too late late. and then um so you know and my friend my guy friend I'm not gonna name him because I'm pretty sure he listens to the podcast but um, he, he's like, you know, really egging me on like, oh yeah, like you don't have to talk to him. Like, you don't, you know, you don't need to like pay attention to him. And, um, you know, and so Janelle and I just go on like, you know, on our merry way and, and our, my guy friend comes along with, and we just, ha- again, have such a good time. I don't remember what happened, but I know it's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. and then like, I think the next day the guy I was on a date with called me and he's like, I think he like saw me out <laughs> party on the street of bars. And um, he's like, that was 
it was so like, he was trying to like, tell me that I was being really rude or I had been really rude to just ditch him on our date. And I was like, well, you invited your friends on our date. <laughs> you invited our fr- your friends on our date. You constantly like insulted my culture. Um, and then, yeah, like, what do you expect me to do? And then he, he was like, kind of like taken aback. Like he never considered his role in like the whole situation. And then I just never talked to him again, but that was probably the worst date I've ever been on. I think. I just feel like, how could he have not known that it was not appropriate to invite your friends on a date? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, and I think it's one thing too, if he had invited his friends to sit at our table, but he wasn't like completely ignoring me, you know, like if he was at least like bringing me into the conversation, but like, I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure his friends were also from like Brazil. And so they're all speaking Portuguese, which I can kind of understand, but I can't, I can't speak like I can't, I'm not fluent in it. And so it was just awful. Like (laughs) it was awful. That was, that's probably the worst date that I have ever been. Oh, wow. I'm like just getting a lot of like memories right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that was the worst date for sure. There's been like awkward dates. There was like some really shitty things that I think I am responsible for kind of, but yeah, maybe we can get into those. I don't know. I've dated a lot of people. But. Yeah. I, I feel like you actually might be a bit more seasoned than <laughs> I am when it comes to dating. I did not date like that, um, mm-hmm. especially because I, I've been in long-term relationships for a lot of yeah. my adult life. Um, and I only had moments where I was out here in these streets. Um, <laughs> yeah no and that's that's great I wish I was like that because I think part of my my attitudes towards dating is because I'm just so jaded like over over these (laughs) stupid stories my past and all that like I just can't be bothered but I wish that I had more you know long-term relationships and fewer hoe phases but <laughs> I mean, you waste a lot of time, especially, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself, of course, but you waste a lot of time when you're not with the right person. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to my next question for you. What is your, what was your best dating experience? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think I have two. Like, so my very first uh, boyfriend was like in high school and we dated for like two and a half years, I think. Um, but he was the best first boyfriend anyone could have. Um, yeah, he was definitely like, I don't know. He was just very like caring and protective. And like, I don't know if we didn't ever like go on real dates because we were like in high school, but mm-hmm. yeah, he was just, he was just a great first boyfriend. And then the next one is actually Mr. Five Foot Three. <laughs> oh my God. But, I cannot with Five Foot Three. You know, as terrible as that relationship ended, like, and even though all the like cards weren't fully on the table, that was definitely the relationship where I I thought that it was really healthy. And I thought that it was like uh yeah, I thought it was a good relationship until I saw 
every, all the cards in that person's hand. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have to still say that it was a good, re- like, I felt really good in that relationship until I did it. And then, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Is it Ty? I was going to say, like, can I tell a story that's other than my Okay, yes, absolutely. Fiance? You totally can. So Ty's off the table. Like, the assumption is Ty is the best, but... No, I was I was being sarcastic. I was being facetious. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Like I was like, can I tell a story? Like, yeah. No, I I feel like of course my first date with Tyler was absolutely amazing, and I think about that all the time, and uh-huh. it still gives me goosebumps. And just it's so funny when I think about where we started to where we are now, buying a home together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's mind-blowing to me to think about that but you guys have heard me gush over my man and his penis no i'm kidding my (laughs) man and i feel like (laughs) and i feel like um maybe i should give a different i don't know i feel like a lot of my the good dates they they like turned into some sort of relationship Mm-hmm. So, like, when I think about my first date with, oh, I'm going to say it, with my ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. I think there was something so pure and um, childlike about that first date because we both were so inexperienced. And mm-hmm. we both had, like, never really been on a date. So mm-hmm. neither one of us knew how to act. Neither, neither one Aww. of us knew, like if we should kiss each other on the first day, like, do I just, like, not? (laughs) And it was just a very, like, pure-hearted experience. And I think, you know, when I think, and when I think about the girl she was then, that was the girl that I had fell for versus Mm -hmm. the girl that I ended up with at the end that I was not, it it, it just wasn't clicking. Like, she was a different person. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, we were together for six and a half to seven years. So, you know, people change in that, Mm -hmm. in those few years. And a lot of life events happened um, specifically to her Mm -hmm. um, that the entire, you know, that the relationship had to like mold around. Um, And so it was just, like I said, a very different person that I was interacting Mm -hmm. with from day one when she was like youthful and so like precocious and, you know, bright eyed, bunny tailed and, you know, she wanted to be a doctor until like the end when she was like, uh, it was hard for her to figure out what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and um, her ambition, ambition kind of waxed and waned. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it was due to some of those life events, which of course is understandable. But, you know, at some point it kind of felt like it, she wasn't going to move out of that, you know? And mm-hmm. so, anywho, I know she listened to the podcast, so she's definitely going to be like, excuse me? <laughs> um, but it's the truth. I already told her all this before. But, you mm-hmm. know, anywho, I think those have been my two best dates. And they have ended in some sort of, like, relationship. Yeah that was a lot more long-term yeah and so maybe you're just a good judge of like you know what works for you and what doesn't right away um 
Maybe. I think there is some truth to that, honestly, because I like to say that I'm a good judge of character mm-hmm. and I don't waste my time with people who I'm just, I know, like, I don't see it for. Yeah. And, like, you know, when it comes to dating, I feel like I have to, like, there's just certain vibes and, like, energies that I'm, like, looking for. Mm-hmm. And both of them, both of the my long-term relationships, because I've only really been in two long-term relationships, um, the energy in the beginning was right. And it kind of just mm-hmm. felt like, okay. And it just so happened that the relationship and the energy that I felt with Tyler, you know, just continued to grow and cultivate and become stronger. And that's how we got to where we are today. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, had I not gone on that date, had I not invited him over for that hookup, because that's what it was. It was a hookup (laughs) first. I remember you saying that too, like on one of our previous episodes, I was going to ask. It was hookup. And if it wasn't, you know, (laughs) good, then I would have been like, see you later, brother. But (laughs) it was good. So it worked out. So it was a really good first interaction and then when we actually had our first date it was a really great first date that I Mm -hmm. still think about very fondly so oh that's so cute I mean both of the stories are cute like I I I think now like I think what I'm chasing in terms of like dating is that first like kind of organic pure interaction or like meeting or whatever because I don't know I want magic (laughs) is that too much to ask for um, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he says as no, <laughs> no. I don't think that's too much to ask for because I am also a hopeless romantic. But I'm also kind of like wondering what does that truly mean? And I think a I lot know. of people say that, right? Like love at first sight, or I don't want that. I, I mean, sure, that if, if I could have that, actually, you know what? I think that I think that's what I've done wrong. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm like all over the place right now. Um, <laughs> but I do like. I also think I'm a good judge of character. But my problem is, is that I give people chances. Like I want, I want to, I want them to give me solid evidence that they're that that I'm right, and I should have mm. trusted myself. And that is like one of the worst like flaws to have. But. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to like see someone and then fall in love. Like at first sight, I would rather have something organic develop where we were like, we met organically, we were friends and then it turned into a crush or something like that. Or, you know, something where we like realized that we fit together. Um, and I mean, like I've been saying, I have been like kind of seeing someone and it has been kind of like, that's been very slow, but um, I'm not at this point where I'm like, oh yeah, like as the dates have all been great, um, but I just haven't gotten to that point where I'm like feeling the butterflies yet. But I feel like with time it'll happen. Like, I think you can get butterflies for anyone, but I might be wrong about that. <sighs> hmm. I wonder though, like, Because I think there is something to say for, like, that, what is it, like, that lust at first sight type Mm -hmm. of thing. It's not truly love, of course. You don't even know that person. So I don't believe it's love. But I think it is this kind of, like, lust 
for that person. And I think for me, that has to be present because Mm -hmm. if it isn't, then to me, you're just another platonic friend at that point. Mm -hmm. And if I don't want to fuck you, then, (laughs) you know, what are we doing here? Is my, (laughs) my thought. So it just made sense. So like, you know, I always tell Tyler this is like when I walked down, so I was living in a flat and I was on like the first floor, but like you had to walk up a few stairs to get there. Mm-hmm. So I guess it wasn't the first floor, but it was like apartment one, whatever. And so you, I had to like walk down to like actually open the front door for him mm-hmm. um, to get, let him in the building. And I do remember feeling like I had like got punched in the gut I was like oh my god he is so attractive a lot more attractive than his photos and I was like oh my god and I felt myself getting very nervous around him you just knew Um, and I felt like I think I found the one I I literally thought that when I saw him so Uh a part of me feels like Love at first sight may somehow exist, but I think it was more of lust at first sight. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to jump his bones the moment <laughs> I saw him. Uh-huh. And then it developed into something that was a lot more substantial. Mm-hmm. And I think I I appreciate the way that it grew because mm-hmm. if I didn't have that initial lust after him, um, I would not have stayed. I would not have been interested. Mm-hmm. I would have lost interest. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think, I think I used to operate like that. And I think actually my abusive relationship is what changed that for me. Mm. Um, and sometimes I wonder, I don't like, I I think about, well, I don't think about it as much recently because hashtag healing, but um there was like a period of time where I would think about that and wonder if it was because of that relationship that my mindset changed, my mindset around dating changed, or if it was because um, I had evolved as a person and what I wanted out of relationships had changed. Um, Because when I, before I met that person, I, I like would have no problem just like having one night stand, sleeping with, whoever, like I had no problem with it. Um, and then ever since that relationship ended, if you could call it a relationship, I've been a lot more like reserved, I would say, or I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I just don't want to have sex with people the first time I meet them. Like, So, you know, and I, I don't know why that it like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm sure there was a huge shift, obviously, but I don't know again, if it's solely because of that relationship or if it's because I just grew into a different person over time, but yeah. It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, that, that relationship, you know, I'm sure had some trauma attached to it. And I think Mm -hmm. trauma changes us into different people you know and I think you know you're not always going to know how you're going to come out on the other side and I think you know (laughs) I came out a prude (laughs) (laughs) hello 
And I, and I was the same way, you know, with my abuse and, mm-hmm. you know, I had locked myself down too, but I felt like once I moved to Chicago, I literally had to force myself mm-hmm. to have these hookups or yeah. these, like things. And I was like terrified. I remember there was this one dude who was like, he, he, he was from Texas and he was, so I met him while I was in Texas, but then he was visiting for some reason in Chicago and then he texted me he was like hey um I'm at the hotel downtown Chicago and you know I want that ass (laughs) forward a day and he was like come now and at this point (laughs) (laughs) so imagine my surprise because I was like bitch who are you talking to for what um, apparently that's not how you should act. You should just be ready for the penis. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> he was like, he was like, come now. And um, at that point in my gay journey, I was still very new and I had never had sex with a man at that point. Even like, um, you know, being a half a virgin and whatnot. Like, I had not truly, like, had penis in my mouth or, you know, had it from the back or had or topped another guy. Like, I had never, mm-hmm. like, really did any of that. Um, and so I was traumatized mm-hmm. because... Um, I was like, how am I, what do I do? Like, how do I, like, okay, like, do I need to, how do I prepare? Like, okay, what is this? How is it going to feel? And I had to like call my friend Darius, shout out to Darius. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, what, what, how do I prepare? And he was like, okay, let me tell you what you're going to do, bitch. And so he like told me. Um, and so That's I went home and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And so I had to like work myself. Why did I start telling this story? I don't know. But I was like, because you're afraid. Oh, you're yeah. I was afraid. That's what it was. And I ended up not texting him back. Um Ooh, you didn't listen went. to daddy. Oh, I, I didn't listen to daddy. <laughs> um, I didn't listen to daddy. And thankfully I didn't because fuck him. He's a he was like a fucking loser. I'll have to show you on Instagram. A fucking loser. <laughs> um and, um, you know, but, but I've always said to Tyler, like, had I not gone on that journey of like having these like random hookups that would come to my apartment and like just either mess around or whatever, um, then I probably would have never invited Tyler over. So had Tyler mm-hmm. been the first, it would not have happened. Mm-hmm. But because he was like fifth, sixth, in that journey mm-hmm. it, it he was able I was more comfortable and I was like okay come on over you know and let's mess around yeah so it worked like out a, in Tyler's favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's like ripping off a band-aid though right and then like yeah definitely and maybe I need to do that and I have thought about that um but I and I will like have a week of more I'm like yeah it's gonna happen and then I chicken out (laughs) but I mean I don't know I I was also talking to my other friend um Preston my other my other Preston um Mm -hmm. and 
I was just kind of like, I'm just really glad I'm not in a relationship right now. Cause like another thing that is kind of like a downside of a PhD is that relationships do suffer because you can't like give a person maybe all the time that they want or need from you because right. you are literally like growing another baby on the side. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember saying that to him like last weekend and I was just like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And like, that's also kind of why my dating situation right now works out because like this person isn't upset if I don't text them every day. Um, mm. And that's another thing that I've been struggling with is because I have like met people who like I would be initially attracted to, but they want to text 24 seven and I can't, I just don't have time for that. Um, maybe I, I, yeah, there, no, there's like no way that I could, I could maintain that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Dating right now is just a, not a, a no or a slow thing for me, much mm-hmm. to my mother's dismay. Um, are you looking for particular qualities or like characteristics or do you feel like it's very fluid for you? Um, right now I feel like I don't know what I want because I also don't trust myself. That might be another part of it. Um, given that like, like granted my last relationship, again, like I said, was very, it felt healthy until it didn't. And I think the fact that I've had like two, three-ish relationships in a row that haven't actually been really healthy, um, I think makes me not want to trust myself when it comes to relationships Mm -hmm. or dating or anything like that. Um, And so that's also another reason why I would just rather be set up by anyone and everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I think you know, I feel like my friends would not like, or my mom would not intentionally like set me up with someone that they thought was like malicious or bad or whatever. Maybe my mom, cause my mom's criteria are just a little more superficial than just values. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of qualities, like I think I'm an elitist too, which is a problem. Mm. Um, so I wish I That's wasn't, but I, think like I want someone who's you know very educated very smart um yeah like yeah that's basically what I mean I'm an elitist as well okay (laughs) as well I too am an elitist (laughs) because I just yeah I think I think because I feel like I lean towards this like pansexual identity even though I don't want to label myself as such, but like, I think I need to be able to have a conversation with whoever I am involved with, mm. having an entanglement with. <laughs> yes, come on, entanglement. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. And I remember also like this in conversations that I've had with, other the other president too like I've kind of just come to realize that I I put myself on a pedestal in some ways and I expect my partner to be on that pedestal with me mm-hmm. so yeah it's unfortunate I agree. I agree with that I think I don't think that's bad though I think 
you know, I couldn't date someone who didn't have a college education mm-hmm. or some or be an expert in some way. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like I could definitely date someone who didn't go to college, but I couldn't date someone who didn't go to college and who also was not ambitious in order to figure out how to kind of create their own, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. So if you don't go to college, but you own and manage your own company or business. Right. Exactly. Then, hey, let's talk type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, if you didn't go to college and you still work in, you know, odd end jobs and you're not passionate about anything outside of that, I just don't see what we have to talk about and I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally on the same boat, uh, like the same, in the same boat. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be, I guess I said educated before, but I don't think it has to be like that they're educated. It has to be more that they're like ambitious and they're successful within their ambitions like right um whether that is going to school or starting a business or whatever it is and like they have to like I think drive is another characteristic that I appreciate in people is because if if they're not working towards something that's like a huge turnoff and maybe it shouldn't be like I think about this too because I think people should be allowed to be content like where they are but I I prefer someone who's always striving to get to the next level. Right. Um, so, yeah. And I think people are allowed to be confident or comfortable where they are. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I have to fuck you. Yeah. And I think right. that is the key to it for me. Is like, mm-hmm. if you are confident, you know, clocking in and out as a barista at the Starbucks, and that is what you do until you're 60, Fine. Absolutely <laughs> go for it. I don't care. It's your life. But do you think I'm going to build a life with you? Absolutely not. Because right. I have desires for more. Like, I want to mm-hmm. continue to build. And I want to continue to, like, progress in my career and, like, be able to pour into my community and be able to be someone who is a pillar in whatever industry that I'm in, which is healthcare. And so it's, I I can't envision being with someone who also didn't think as highly about themselves as I think Mm -hmm. about myself. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like interesting because, you know, in psychology, like, I guess we grow up with this idea of like opposites attract, but like, when you look at it from a psychological standpoint, we actually kind of choose partners who are more like us than not like us. So I don't know, like attracts like. I agree. Um, and you see it every day, especially in the gay community. It's mm-hmm. like you they damn near be dating a brother. They be looking alike. <laughs> they have the same mannerisms. People have said that Tyler and I look alike. Really? Um, okay. I, I can maybe see like, like mannerisms. But I think also like if you spend time with someone, you're bound to adopt some of their mannerisms anyway. Like it's gonna fuse. You you two are gonna views I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you two look alike though maybe in terms of fashion or something like that yeah like right yeah right yeah and I just feel like you know I've had to give him some of my sauce or whatever <laughs> so he could become a bad bitch like me <laughs> and you know I've, I've had to groom 
and put a lot of energy and work into that dude, right? So, like, <laughs> damn, you're damn right. He's about to look like Preston because that means he's gonna look like a fucking star, okay? <laughs> and that is the fucking truth. <laughs> so, but but when you open that door that one first day, it was game over yeah, for you. You're right. <laughs> I was I was spitting, okay? I was already. <laughs> About to just go ahead and give up the puss because let me tell you, I <laughs> I was in love head up. <laughs> that's adorable. And so I though. think that's important. Like if I wasn't, yeah. then I would not have put in the energy, time, effort. I wouldn't have done any mm-hmm. of that. Like I was just trying to figure out ways to see him. I would be like, "Hey, I'm going to Target. You want to come?" Hoping he would just come to Target with me. Mm-hmm. So like. And he would. So it was like, okay, like he feeling it too. He feeling this Preston energy or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He feeling it. So it just, it, it just grew from there. But again, if I didn't have that initial spark, um, I don't believe I would have put in that energy. But then again, mm-hmm. I'm also a Gemini and they say Geminis can be superficial and very vapid, but you know. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. That's what, um, I mean, that's what the girls say is one of our fatal <laughs> flaws. Is, you know, we like sparkly things. Uh-huh. I uh, feel like everyone likes sparkly things, though. Um, do you have a date story that was just awkward? Or a yes. date story that you regret? Well, let's go with so awkward I first. I don't think I regret with any of my dates. I don't regret okay. any of them. Um, but I did have one that was awkward. Um, I hope he don't listen. Does he listen? I'm sure he doesn't listen to this. Um, but I'm going to say it anyway. He, um, so, um, we, how did we meet? Via Instagram, question mark? That's the most interaction I can remember having with this person. I don't know if we met somewhere else. Um, but Instagram is where we started to, like, talk. Mm-hmm. And he, he was very nice. Um, he um, was giving, like, you know, very Dom energy type of thing, kind of. And, you know, I like both. You know, I, mm-hmm. I if you're going to be submissive, in a sense, like, I kind of want you really pretty. And, you know, Tyler was really pretty when I saw him, okay? <laughs> so I want you to be really pretty. Or if you're going to get masculine energy, like, you need to look like you can knock me the fuck out type of shit, right? <laughs> So, but he didn't look like that, but he, you know, he gave kind of like masculine energy. I don't know. Um, But he was like a vegan or a vegetarian or something like that. And he was like, hey, come over to my apartment and, you know, I'm going to get food. And it'll be like vegan food from my favorite vegan place. And, you know, we'll just chat and eat. And I was like, okay, cool. So I go over there and it was, it was uh, I don't know, like, his place was beautiful. He had a really nice place. Like, I could tell that he, like, was doing very well for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the vibe of the night just wasn't very, like, flirty. It was very, it was as if I was talking to, like, my professor or something. You know, like, Ooh, yeah. he was very, he was very intelligent. And, like, I think he focused, his work was in, like, IT, so his brain was very like logical minded, lo- logic minded. Um, and he was nice, but like 
when I think about that spark, again, I just felt like there was no, like, spark. And um, I don't know. It's like, I love having intellectual conversations like the rest of them. But, like, I feel like when I'm looking for a partner, like, I'm not looking to always have those types of conversations. Sometimes I want to be able to feel like I can fall apart or that I can lean on you or that mm-hmm. we can just have fun and have a superficial conversation. I'm not always looking to talk about the, the Pythagorean theorems. And <laughs> that is what <laughs> I felt yeah. like we talked about. Um, and then the audacity was that, you know, we left, I, he didn't sit beside me the whole night. He kind of like sat in front of me, like adjacent. Um, he didn't like sit with me again. So there was no like, energy so I was kind of like are we on a date or is this just like a fun you know I don't know like are we having a business meeting and so when I left <laughs> he, that's when he gave me a hug and a kiss on the cheek and I was like oh that's as much action as I got all night type of shit <laughs> and that probably was rude but <laughs> you actually said that yes oh yes. wow because no I think you did the right thing what frustrates me and And I have another, uh, oh, I do have a date that I regret, actually. I have another date where this boy tried to kiss me at the end. And again, it's like, do you not feel the vibe? Like, the, I'm giving you very little energy. I'm giving you very little, okay? I need you to pick up on it. So don't try to kiss me at the end. And both of them tried to kiss me at the end, which I didn't appreciate. I thought it was an attack. And I wanted to fight oh my and gosh so, and so the next day i texted him or messaged him i was like oh well can you tell me how much you know half of it was i'll send you half for the food and he had the audacity to actually send me the amount that would have been half. <gasps> what I know I understand I understand I mean I would have still like I would have paid half the day of but like after the fact that's weird that's weird I that's like I okay I mean this is a whole nother tangent but like hospitality is really important to me and that's not hospitable no like you invited me over to your place you said you were getting the food like I would have thought that when I offered you would have said oh no it's good it's cool yeah exactly when you said it was 3216 bitch I said oh it was a face wait so he ordered all the food too like he didn't even ask you what you wanted or anything like that okay see yeah that's weird too because it was like it is like literally him like entertaining and hosting you and like right yeah ew like I would have never made him pay even yeah. if he like offered I would have just been like oh nah you good yeah but he did not say that so I sent him his little funky money and then I think I made a comment or told him again he was like oh I don't really need the money like I just you know you mentioned I just thought you know blah and he was kind of stuttering and I was like nah you good bro and I don't think I ever spoke to him again so it just was not a cute situation. Um, I thought he was very attractive. Well, mm, was he very attractive? Yeah, I would say he was very attractive. I thought he was 
you know, again, he was smart. He was attractive. He looked like he was doing very well for himself. And, you know, it was cute. But I have one piece to add to this story, Mona, okay? Mm-hmm. Come to find out, okay, both Tyler and I dated this boy. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. It was oh, so- my God. It's like How'd the gay community. Out? Because I was talking to Tyler about this date, and yeah. he was like, "Wait, who? So and so, so and so, so and so." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Did he have a similar and, experience? And he had a very similar experience. Ugh. It was meant to be though between it you was and Tyler. Very dry. But Absolutely. that's really—I've heard that too. Like there was a girl that I dated. This was like probably one of the best first kisses I've ever had with this girl but um one of the girls I dated she her friend like she was very involved in the like gay the lesbian community in Omaha and -hmm. she was always talking about how like it was like everyone had dated each other and like I guess I hadn't dated each because like she was my first like female love interest I guess and so I I was like yeah, I was I was fresh meat. Um that sounds terrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's really interesting that that happened. Well, I mean, at the same time though, like I don't think it's unusual that everyone would have at least like met or dated each other in one city. Yeah, especially in the gay community. I mean, it's so small. And mm-hmm. then it's even smaller when you say the gay black community. Right. So, it's even smaller. Um, so, you know, I, it was just the biggest face crack. <laughs> I was like, are you, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we dated, we went on a date with the same person. So. Well, at least he's consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it also shows that like, we all, like, we all have similar tastes, right? Like, uh-huh, yeah. we're all like dating each other. And it, I <laughs> went on a date with him, with Homeboy, before I met Tyler, of course. And so um, it's funny that we, you know, found each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just thought that was a weird date. It, you know, he could have kept it. It just wasn't given what it was supposed to have gave. And... Yeah, I ain't look back. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's so uh I've had an awkward date, but it wasn't like that deep, like as like your story was. It was like, you know, we went on the date, we went to this bar again, and like we just had like one or two drinks. And then I lived in the dorms at, you know, at the time. So I was like, I think we both lived in the dorms. I don't know, but that's this person was gonna walk me back. And we get to this like crosswalk and the guy is like <laughs> he's like my hands are cold and I was like oh okay cool <laughs> do you know where this is going um I want you to finish before I tell you where I think it's going <laughs> and then like you know we keep walking and he's like oh I just told you that so that you'd hold my hand <laughs> I was just like oh and like that's a turn off to me because I don't like these kind of games. And so I was like, I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> and I just like left him there and kept going. And I, I think, I mean, I think like we talked afterwards, but we didn't go another date or anything like that. But 
yeah that was the most awkward thing ever for me in terms of dating and it wasn't even that awkward it was just dumb but (laughs) that was actually a lot better than what I was thinking what were you thinking he was like oh my hands are cold can I warm them up for (laughs) y'all well yeah I mean it could have gone that way if he had been playing games no I'm just kidding um Oh my god, that was <laughs> that was the only thing I was thinking of. Like, oh, that's like, so funny. I, no, this my is great your pants type of stuff. <laughs> it's so pure. I love it. <laughs> uh, Don't be a whore like me out here. Uh, I already. I mean, this was during my hoe phase, so I mean, I can't really say much. I just didn't have a, a moment with this person um, <laughs> in general. And then, like, the other one that was kind of awkward for me is. And this was like one that I kind of regret because I do actually care about this person as a friend. Um, mm. But we were out of the bars again and this person had confessed to me that they liked me like, you know, probably a few weeks prior. And we're both really drunk. We're like sitting there smoking cigars. <laughs> I used to smoke a lot of cigars. Uh, yeah, nasty. But um, and we start talking about like us as a, as a relationship. And um, I like tell him, I was like, okay, but if I wake up tomorrow and I don't want this anymore, you can't hold it against me. So we had a relationship for like eight hours. (laughs) I feel terrible about that one because I really feel like I crushed this guy when I woke up the next morning and was like, I don't want this. I made a huge mistake. And I mean, you know, Kim K did better than I did. <laughs> 72 Lord. hours. Now, that's break. the benchmark, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> but I did marry the guy. I just said I would date him. <laughs> right. So you're still doing better. You're still doing better. <laughs> I don't know. I still feel really bad about that. And, like, we're still friends. Like, we, we didn't talk for a while. Like, I think that broke us. And then probably years later, we became friends again. And so I feel like it was fine, but I still to this day really regret that I even said yes when I should have just been like, no. Yeah. I, I feel like you live and you learn with that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, the only date that I regretted was this one guy in Houston and Again, I need to start. What I've learned is that I don't need to go on dates with people unless I see a full body, clear as day photograph mm-hmm. of these people, especially if you're meeting them on an app, um, which I think 90% of people meet their dates nowadays. On an yeah, app nowadays. For sure. um, so I went to this restaurant and I had just got off of work. So I was a lot more like, dressy like business Mm -hmm. casual basically um and at that point you know I was very on my like you know big daddy mask you (laughs) know uh energy and so I like sat down I had me like a little a neat drink like a crown or something waiting on homeboy that's hot I love that that's really hot um. Yeah, it was like, I was like giving boss daddy vibes. Now sometimes I'll be like, can I get a martini? Like, <laughs> I'm like, can I get some Martinis are sexy too, though, but just in a different way. Like whiskey neat is 
yeah proud neat yeah right it, it was just that's what i used to drink back in the day i'm actually sipping on a little bit of crown in here <laughs> um so um he shows up and i was like uh, 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 uh that's not what i thought was coming this is not this is not what i thought and abort mission <laughs> i was like abort 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 and i just was not attracted to him visually mm-hmm. but again i'm a nice guy so i was like let me just stay and do the date Aww. so overall i think he was like a teacher and low-key sometimes teachers annoy me tyler i also was sort of in education he's still kind of mm-hmm. in education uh, but he's not a teacher but um teachers they <laughs> I don't know. They they like sometimes also act like a teacher outside of being a teacher. So they mm-hmm. kind of like function like like one of like you know baby talk or watch out why you know keep me alone. Yeah, you know like very. I don't know. I don't know. Like they're talking to a child. Like right, right. And sometimes I would feel that energy from him. And then the one thing that kind of turned me off was his thoughts on trans women mm-hmm. and how he felt like well you know he's like well why won't trans women just get a job instead of being out here prostituting and i'm like are you dumb i was like do you think anybody just goes out and becomes a prostitute because it's fucking fun right. like no they do that because they have no other fucking options to make yeah. money because if they don't pass as a woman as a biological woman then it's hard for them to get jobs it's hard for them to maintain the job it's hard for well and also like the amount of money that goes into like you know if they had to like get their face what is it called the feminization surgery or something like that yeah like yeah it's just uh that's ew okay i understand and so I was like, oh nah, this brother ain't it. And I would and I wouldn't even say that I was like super in my gayness at that point. Like I was not even where I am today. Um, but I even knew that was some fucked up shit. So I was like, nah, I gotta go. So we like leave. And then the next thing you know, homeboy tried like kiss me in the parking lot. <sighs> and I was like, uh, and I didn't mean to. I promise to God. <laughs> I promise to God. I promise to God. I just was like. <laughs> And he was like, oh, did I do something wrong? And I was like, nah, bro. Like, it was just a lot. You just puked up your transphobia. Like, right. I was like, that's oh, disgusting. <laughs> I was, like, I had to I walk need a away. Breath after that. No, like, I was like, wiping my, like, he left all his saliva on my mouth. I had to walk away. Ew. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. And I was about to move to Chicago. And what's it? So, no, because I had already known, knew I was moving to Chicago at that mm-hmm. point. But this was, I believe, um, I'm not sure when this was. Um, and so, uh, what I was going to say. And so, um, um, Jesus, what was I thinking? You're talking about, like, how... Yes, and you so, guys made out, and he didn't like it, and it was slobbery and gross. And, and he kept 
he kept calling me and, and oh yeah he was like i want to come to chicago i want to come to chicago and i was like nah nah you all, ain't these, to chicago. all these men just love you like i don't get it <laughs> i'm not fucking I'm not he that says with humility i don't get it but um i'm not that likable mona honestly and truly ask tyler I literally <laughs> am so high maintenance. People, honestly, uh, I don't think you're high maintenance. What? Okay, what does it mean to be high maintenance? Preston. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're not very high maintenance. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I would say I'm high maintenance for myself. Sure. Okay. I don't need no. I don't need no dude. So I'll do it myself. Yeah. But like, you know, I got to get my nails done. I got to get my hair done. I like, you know, my skincare, you know, I expect high quality from everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's what it is. is that what high maintenance is? Because I always assumed it was like the people who can't do for themselves. Like, but because uh-huh. I feel like that's more like self-care, like you care about taking care of yourself, which I think is another quality too that like is really attractive but yeah I don't think that's high maintenance I think that's just self-care like self-maintenance right so. yeah so I, maybe I'm not high maintenance but Tyler <laughs> might actually give you a different perspective on that <laughs> we should bring Tyler on so he can spill all all his no, he's grief no, and enjoy he's fine where he is <laughs> um is there with tyler is there anything that like you would redo or do over differently or anything like that no oh that's good the way that it went was the way that it needed to go Mm -hmm. um which again got us to this point where hopefully we'll be closing on the house soon exciting Um, yeah so I no, I I wouldn't take back any piece of my journey with Tyler. I think it was absolutely necessary. That's um, good. The ups and the downs. So <laughs> yes. And also, I mean, this is to our listeners, like anyone who posts on Instagram and makes you believe that their relationship is perfect and they never fight or bicker or anything else. They're lying to you. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, actually, is because I'll see these posts and then, like, literally a month later, they'll be broken up. Yeah. Work, a relationship is work. Like, it is it not. Is. It's, it's like, okay, yeah, we love each other. Yeah, I think you're sexy. Yeah, your dick is bomb. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it takes work because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a whole person who has their own ideologies their own perspectives their own desires their own needs um and you're trying to low-key force it to combine with your own needs and desires Mm -hmm. and wants and perspective um and some things you're going to align with and then other things you just aren't Um, yeah and actually the episode the first episode that tyler came on i think that was one of the things that was very obvious about the two of you is that you have like things that you meet and do together, but then you also still keep maintain your own 
kind of like identities. Like you can be in a relationship, but it's still Preston and Tyler. Yeah. You know, where you've kind of, you're joined at the hip and like, you never do anything without the other person or, you know, right. That kind you of have thing. to, so. and it's easy to, to get in that habit of only doing things with that one person. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to maintain your own identity and your own individuality. Definitely. It's important. Definitely. Um, That's something that I'm trying to work on. Cause I am codependent. <laughs> well are you still codependent if you know that you're codependent um i am codependent aware okay. <laughs> i am codependent codependent woke um yes, <laughs> but yes. um i mean i i still have to work on it a lot because like um and i think i'm like a hundred percent hundred percent. I'm definitely better like than I have ever been. Um, but I know like, I, this is something else that I was talking to the other person about like this last weekend is like, even in my last relationship, when Mr. Five foot three was deployed, cause he was in the military when he was deployed, mm-hmm. um, he'd be like gone for like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And I would feel so much guilt, um, over the fact that he was like stuck on a boat and I wasn't that I wouldn't do things. Like I wouldn't go. I like, I went and had Thanksgiving dinner with a friend, but I never like did anything else because I felt just guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's codependency right there because he was living his life. Like they were, he was drinking like with his friends on the boat, like they had a Thanksgiving dinner and he didn't think twice about it while I'm over here at home, like feeling guilty over enjoying my life without him. And so, yeah, that's not good. Like yeah um so yeah I'm definitely different in terms of that kind of stuff but um yeah so what are your takeaways that you would have to give the listeners because we've been talking for a good minute now so yeah what what would you like to leave the listeners with do everything while you're young because you're more it's easier to forgive anything that you do I mean even when you're older do whatever whatever you want whatever works for you, but like, it's easier to forgive when you're younger. So if you're a young listener, make all your mistakes now, go live your life. Right. Um, even, I mean, even in, in your thirties, I think it's like, I'm not even saying when it's okay. It's always okay. But just know that when you get older, it becomes more of a, something that will like follow you. Whereas when you're younger, it'll be something that people will forgive and forgive kind of forget right right that's good that's good advice i would say honestly and truly go out there and be a bad bitch okay (laughs) and go out there and do your own thing and i mean i also echo what mona says because i think when you're younger you can't explore and you can't but i also don't know if that's tethered to an age i think as you get older you learn more about what you do want Mm -hmm. and so for those who may not have figured it out by 30 um that's okay but i think you have to be honest with yourself and hold that mirror up to yourself Mm -hmm. to recognize what you bring to the table 
good and bad. So if you're a fucking toxic human being, you're most likely going to attract another toxic human being. Why would someone positive want to hang around you? No one will. Okay. (laughs) Unless they're a narcissistic person, then of course they want to hang out with you because, because you radiate all the things that they survive off of. Right, but that's not positive. They're they're still toxic. Okay, yeah, sure. So toxic (laughs) attracts toxic, okay? (laughs) And if you look around and you're like, why do all these boys, like, why do they suck? Like, why don't they treat me right? Probably because you also are putting out this energy that you don't deserve to be treated right. Um, Mm, That's a good point. you're carrying a lot of baggage. um, And that's easier said than done to, to... leave that baggage behind trust me i know okay (laughs) but it takes you have to work not only at building these relationships with people but also building the relationship with yourself and understanding what it is you will and won't accept and sticking to it yeah you know i was was about to sit here and suck on no you know unwashed just came off a work penis okay i wasn't gonna <laughs> fucking do it and you shouldn't either <laughs> that was really beautiful penises. and eloquent um yeah um i yeah i totally agree and also like just do you like you know and i think when you do you like the people who fit into you (laughs) (laughs) well like yes maybe physically and metaphorically (laughs) (laughs) well like you know it'll it'll just happen naturally and organically and 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 you'll fall together in the right way oh yeah you're just saying all of these sexual innuendos i'm absolutely in love with them uh one day we're gonna have to talk about I don't even know if this is a good topic, but what are we going to have to talk about? Maybe the wildest dating stories we have. Um, anyway, mm. um, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Preston said a lot of very beautiful and eloquent things. And um, also, if you know someone who is single and looking, I'm an equal opportunity lover. So mm-hmm. send me a DM or have them DM me. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they can DM Preston too. Um, but Preston's taken, so you can only look, you can't touch. I mean, before I always told Tyler, you know, I'm single until <laughs> I have a ring on my finger. And uh-huh. now that I have a ring on my finger, I've decided to upgrade that to say I'm single until I'm married. And then once I'm married, I'll probably say I'm single until I have a kid. So like it, it's at the, at the end of the day, shoot your shot, brother. You never know. Isn't there like something in Shit's Creek? Have you watched that, Shit's Creek? I cannot get into Shit's Creek. Okay, so I can't either, but there was this thing going around Instagram where this, it was like uh, Alexis, yeah, the sister, the sister character where she's like okay. saying like, I'm always a little bit single, even when I'm really not. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's Absolutely. what person's talking about. I but, always <laughs> want people to know that you should show shot and it's on the right day. <laughs> okay, you might. And get if it's play. in the right way. 
and the right way. Loki, <laughs> the only way is to send me a photo of your Bucci cat or your Puddy cat. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, I was. <laughs> Oh, I was man, if only you could see his expression. <laughs> something in the that front. That was hilarious. Your booty cat is in the back. Your pooty okay. cat is in the front. Okay. I just decided that right now. So Okay. I was like, okay. I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. So if I had um, a dick pic or an ass photo, <laughs> there's no reason for you to shoot your shot. Okay. No <laughs> yeah. Okay. Free content. Um, and then go upload it to OnlyFans. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm not paying for it. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So, like, you know, you can approve it and tell them whether it's OnlyFans worthy or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great. <laughs> actual, that should be a business. Like, you submit your photos to me for a fee. And I let you know if they are worthy of you know people clicking on them and enjoying them mm-hmm. and if they aren't then you can try again but each submission <laughs> is a certain fee is a is a x amount of dollars there you go business model million dollar idea right there i think it sounds great <laughs> and i'll tell yeah. you i'll give you critiques i'll say that pose is trash Oh, your butt look flat in that. You know, I'll give you critiques. If you want, if you have submissions, you should send them to Preston at Charming Preston or Flex and Preston. Yeah. I don't want the submissions, but if you know someone who needs a person to date, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, you should have them the DM me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do kind of want the submissions, but anyway. <laughs> Um, send them to me at Miss Mona or the Bumbling PhD. Wow, that's my PhD account. You should especially send them there. Um, Absolutely. You <laughs> need also, <laughs> and also, if you want us to, like, you know, give you a shout out um, and let everyone know <laughs> what you're packing, <laughs> um, you should send us a DM that at Anthropologetic Podcast. um and also like subscribe leave us a rating on the apple platform for this podcast um leave us a comment uh those always make my day whenever i can read them even on my bad days i go back and reread them because i'm just like okay yeah this is what we're doing um but any other final thoughts no you know again Go and stream my favorite artist at the moment, Chloe Bailey, giving her free promotion. Um, she has her song, Have Mercy, is out. It is so good. <laughs> um, and, you know, just take photos of your body <laughs> and celebrate yeah. yourself. Do it. Celebrate yes. yourself. I love that. Celebrate yourself. Um, yeah, till next time, take care. Bye.